Hey, Heidi. Hey, Julie. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? I am good. I'm good. I am exhausted. I'm usually not, but this week I've been, I think I'm getting into a new routine and like doing all the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. And it, it's exhausting. No wonder I couldn't do anything when I was working full time. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was crowding your personal time too much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Like what kinds of things were you doing? So this week, well, I started in the garden, like I started seedlings inside, but now there's like snap peas and carrots and regular peas and all that stuff is made. I picked, I'm trying. So a few years ago, I love stinging nettle as an herbalist. Loves mm -hmm. it's an amazing medicinal plant. And so I had the bright idea that I was going to plant some in the yard, mm -hmm. and, um, but it's really invasive and it's yeah. super painful. So now it's all over the garden and, uh, and Oops. yeah. And every time Norm is out there, I hear him yelling like, nettle. <laughs> <laughs> so I am, um, trying to reduce the amount of nettle. So I went out there, you know, all like guarded up with thick gloves and a heavy sweater. And I pulled out pretty much all the nettle, knowing that I didn't really get all the nettle. So there will still be some there. But all of that nettle that I pulled, I dried and then made a fresh tincture out of because I was out of that. And mm. I made sauerkraut. I'm back to kombucha brewing because I have a I have an, a kombucha addiction and they're like three bucks a pop at the store. Yeah. So now that I, now that I'm making less money, uh, I have to start brewing my own again. So that got started. So like a lot of stuff that, you know, all the things that you're like, oh, I should do that one day. And then you don't because you're yeah. busy. So yeah. I kind of started all of that stuff this week. Um, Love it. Yeah. Which was fun. It's definitely, it's all, all good reasons that I'm exhausted, but I, can, know, can we find your it. tincture on your Etsy store? Cause I'd like to get some, I don't know what I would use it for. You have to educate me, but yeah, it's really remineralizing like some okay. really great minerals. And it's also good for, um, I've been drinking a quart of nettle infusion, uh, like every other day this season, because it's really good for allergies. Oh, nice. It's very helpful in reducing allergies and um, so yes, it will be in the store eventually. The Etsy store is officially open. It I reopened it, it yesterday. It. Yes. So so I think it's I changed the name of it and I think we're changing the name of it again. So not off to a great start because I can't really. Okay. So I think I think it's called okay. Red Barn Red Barn Projects. Um, but we might be changing that. But I'll put a link in the show notes to the store. Okay. Um, cool. so the the wraps are in the store. Um, and so salves and tinctures and some um, like steaming uh, herbal blends will be coming eventually. And then Norm's things that he does with his laser cutter and welding stuff will be in there. So that's cool. And uh, and my wraps officially this morning, I met with a store owner in a little local town. She has a store that's um, like a sustainable store where you can you know bring in mason jars and refill your body wash and shampoo and conditioner and, you know, buy all, it's like a, it, it gets, yeah, it's all, I forget the name of the store. Why am I blanking on that? But it's, you know, that one of those sustainable stores that are popping up everywhere. Yeah. And, um, very cool. So, yeah. So I met with her this morning. She was interested in my wraps. She loved them and she bought them there on the spot. 
So I am now stocked in a local store. So things are happening. It's been a big week. Woo-hoo! Yeah. yeah. Very. That's exciting. Cool. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I'll check it out. I love it. I'm glad. I'm glad it's back up and running. Yeah. I will, I will have to submit my ailments and uh, you will have to remedy them. Well, <laughs> I'm probably going to say like nettle, dandelion, or burdock. Those are like my mm-hmm. uh, big three. And Lemon balm. I love some lemon oh, balm. Oh, I love. I, yeah, I miss. I miss all that. Like that. I forgot that store you turned me on to to get all the fresh um, tea. Like the you know the the herbs in mm-hmm. the big bags. It was from California, I think. Yeah, there's a probably Mountain Rose herbs was. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, I use that in Frontier. I mean, I try to grow what I can and buy locally, but I do source things from them for sure. Um, yeah, they're a good one. Yeah, there's actually some really interesting studies. Um, being done on lemon balm that like consistent use of lemon balm in like teas or tincture actually helps with viruses that it actually helps to prevent a virus from being able to enter your cell. Oh, interesting. So they're, they're like looking at it as, you know, just a vi- any kind of virus prevention, yeah. but you know, in the world we live in, um, virus prevention is probably something that you know if it can be right. as delicious as a lemon balm tea oh so then great yeah 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 no that sounds good i i i finally pretty I'm, I've, I've stopped drinking caffeinated coffee i still drink decaf but i'm pretty much done with that now that like i'm ready to go back to my teas and so i probably mm-hmm. will be buying herbs and all that stuff just to make it at home i miss all that i used to do that a lot with when we you know years ago when i was living yeah, yeah. back in new york but also like going to you to some of those classes and i just loved all that stuff and i i'm like why can't i do that why haven't i been doing that i really loved it before and it was really it just felt better from it all but i know i think it i think we all do that where you just sort of get out of the habit because it's not super convenient right to like make yeah. homemade teas and have them ready to go and once once you're in the habit of it it, yeah. it's easy, but it, you know, once you run out of something and then you get busy and I, you know, I think we all sort of ebb and flow. I try to stay in a good pattern of, you know, using herbs and, and doing these things, but I fall out of it too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like the, the thing I've been trying to tell myself is, um, um, like the, not that I I layer on too much right off the bat, but I've been trying to say, okay, I'm going to start today. I'm going to keep doing this because I know that I keep, I keep doing this. Like just simple things. Like when I started taking the ashwagandha, it's been over a month. I feel, I feel so much better than I have, but it's all, it's like the exercise that I do. Like right now I'm, I'm trying not to pressure myself and say, you know, I wasn't, you know, all the weight that I've gained over the last year and whatever COVID, whatever being home and not as, as uh, moving as much as I had wanted to now it's like every little thing I do, I just give myself that, I hate that, like grace, right? That time to say, it's okay. Like no pressure, like just do it every day. Try to take one step at a time, like incorporate this. Like today I, you know, I didn't do, I didn't work out pretty much all week. I think we went, we played pickleball on Monday and then we just had so many other things going on between work and then home life stuff. And then it was like, today was the first time I got back to doing yoga and exercise and I was like oh, and we're probably gonna go for a bike ride because it's so beautiful out right now and I'm like I'm not gonna beat myself up all week I was like I'm not gonna beat myself up I could get up in the morning but I had like insomnia twice this week and I was like okay I just need to take care of myself day yeah, by absolutely. day and not pressure myself to be like oh 
you didn't do and i would always used to beat myself up a lot about like oh i didn't exercise i'm not gonna lose this weight i'm not gonna do this or not you know what i mean like i'm just just so it's exhausting like I know. the negativity I fall, that we give ourselves 100 percent. i fall into that too where i i don't praise myself when i do good things i beat myself right. up when i don't do the things I think I should. I beat myself up for things I eat, even like, even norm, like just eating dinner. And then afterwards I'm like, should I, you know, oh, should I, I'm like, why do I have this relationship with food where I can't just be like, you ate dinner. Like you, you cook all your own meals. Like it's all from scratch. It's all, you know, relatively healthy. Enjoy, enjoy dinner and don't, you know, like, why do I analyze after dinner how much I ate? Like just eat dinner. I yep. just have this very weird relationship with food where I can't seem to just allow uh, myself yeah. to enjoy it and yeah. not think about it much past that. Yeah. yeah. It's Same. A, it's a I, I, it's, yeah. And I feel like, so like we went out, so I'll just re, I'll do the recap of the week because it was a, a hectic week. We, you know, we had a tragic tragedy at my kid's school. And one of the mm. students passed away very sadly. Just oh. the whole thing is just terrible. Um, and, you know, uh, the whole school just going through this has just been um, really challenging, I think, for all the students, the whole student body and the oh, teachers yeah. and staff. And of course, the families. I mean, it just I can't even as a mother, worst nightmare, yeah. terrible on all around. So, you know, yeah. that was the start. And then um, we, I, I, I don't know, I just had like a gazillion appointments. So with the dentist <laughs> for my six months and that was a doozy. So it went from, yeah, we got some deep cleaning we have to do in a couple of areas for like, you know, we don't want to get, you know, periodontal disease. So I have a couple bleeding spots in my mouth. Okay, that's not, I have to do better flossing, whatever, right? So, and then he's like, but you have like, I have two old cavities in the very back of my mouth. And he's like, they're cracking your tooth and i was like what he's like you have two teeth next to each other that are cracking and it's like the 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 fillings are fine but the teeth around them are starting to crack and that's a bad sign and it it goes and it happens you know just it's there's no rhyme or reason um he's like basically the best way to prevent it from having two root canals in the future he's like because we don't want to get infected he's like i have to he's like i recommend a crown for both oh yeah so i was like okay okay uh, and then he found a filling, like a, two, uh, you know, a cavity. I was like, oh, God, I can't. I'm like, how old am I? I feel like I'm at like, eight, you know, 10 years old and having all these problems, you know, because I ate so much candy for three months. Um, so then he's like, come back in two days and we're going to we're going to do the crown. So we do one. So my insurance covers like one crown and then the second crown is like less covered. So I was like, all right, we'll do one and then I'll do one another week. But we're in there and it's like two hours in. He's, you know, filing down my my tooth in the back. My mouth is open the entire time. It's like exhaustingly jaw hurting, you know. Yep, yep. And I go, can we do the other one? Because <laughs> I don't want to come back and do this oh, again. Oh, you're brave. Okay, yeah. And he goes, yeah, let's do it. So we do like the whole insurance check, right? you know, financially because it's not going to be cheap even though they're paying some of it, right? I yeah. still have to pay a huge amount pocket so credit card um and then i uh yeah i get the second one done right then and there and i'm so glad i did because now it doesn't you know it's three days later it doesn't bother me yeah we're done we'll i'll go for clean but i'm like i came home and i'm like i said to my husband because he was going in two days later i was like you made me be flossing your teeth like crazy like it's not worth like we're stupid like we do we just got to take better care of our teeth like i don't want to be dealing with i mean these these crowns will outlive me you know, yeah. like they're just, they're beautiful in my mouth. 
uh, dental work is the worst because it's it's painful. Like it's just there's yes. nothing pleasant about it, and then it's so expensive. So expensive. so expensive. And I pay and all this for insurance and it doesn't seem to matter. I barely no. need a dent. Yeah, barely. us too. Like we're lucky and I'm like, it's yeah. kind of rare to have dental insurance, right? Like, but my husband has a job through a union. We have, we actually have really good dental insurance and it yeah. still covers very little. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like I feel like, you know. No, totally. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. So that, so that happened. And then the last thing is I quit my job. emotional crazy physical mental roller yeah. coaster this week yeah it's that's so big friday yeah that well congratulations thank um, you that is yes. exciting news and i know you're gonna be on to better things so yes no i i'm excited i mean i think it's one of those things when you make the decision that you're going to start to look and then you find an opportunity not even look i mean i you know it was things were thankfully brought to me which was nice um and, and you know to just even contemplate like am i ready to go is this what i want to do and then going through this whole process and um and then you know waiting and you know getting through all the hurdles getting the offer and then you know you go through way to do background checks and all that stuff gets cleared and then you're like oh and now i have to tell my current employer yeah, um, never a fun conversation no and yeah. i think um once it's that part's over, it's like the the sense of relief, you know, of like, mm -hmm. I know I'm making the good decisions for me and my family and what I want to do and my career and all that stuff, but it still doesn't make it. It's definitely like <laughs> for a couple of weeks, I'm like, yeah, probably contributing to my teeth problems, but um, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. So I'm really glad it's Friday. I'm going to be having a glass of wine in a minute. Um, good. You deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. It's a hard conversation. And I know for me, when I did it, like leading up to that conversation, I had so many ideas of all the things I would do to help transition. And not that I haven't helped transition. I definitely have helped them transition. But as soon as we had that conversation, I just felt so free. Like half that list yeah. of things I was going to do, I was like, oh, <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I've, um, you know, I don't want to burn any bridges or anything like that. No, I, I really, no. I love, you know, the people that I've worked with and it really had nothing to do with them. It was just what was right for me in my next step in yeah. my career. Oh, and yeah. so I'm really happy about what I'm doing um, and the next step I'm going to take. But yeah, and it just, it's just, it just feels good to just be at this moment. And um, yeah, that's exciting. I'm glad for you. Yeah. You. Change can be very good. Very good. Yeah. So, um, but so one of the, one of the things that I've been doing to try besides drinking wine, um, <laughs> cause we, I, wait, I don't know if I finished the story. I, we went out last night, uh, and just to do a little celebration of just like, yay, you know, I quit and, you know, new job and we haven't really been able to do that. And so we, um, we went out to, uh, just, just to get drinks. We had already had dinner and we get like a little snacky appetizer thing just to have. And then I'm like, I want dessert. Mm. So we ordered um there's my wine thank you is it the right one oh, do you oh i'm me? home i'm home alone i need a wine delivery <laughs> i just like texting him like shit i forgot to open it um uh, so he offered because he was the one who suggested it yeah oh yeah cool that's it thank you um yeah just leave it right in here i don't know if the camera's not working anyway go bye uh <laughs> Drop, drop the wine and run. Just leave it. Uh, 
but yeah and i forgot to open it when when we started so anyway yes he's a good husband thankfully yeah. very kind so yeah so i ordered a a, a creme brulee because i was like i needed oh, that delicious. was part of my yeah so, yeah i was like i don't make this at home although i can but i was like oh, i'm gonna just do something fun and nice and yummy and that's what we do yeah sometimes you that's last night we went out to dinner because i i said to norm i was well, first of all, we did our taxes, so I felt very adult, Ooh. and yes, yeah. and it was, you know, it's never great. We almost always wind up owing, not oh, not all, always, not almost always, just always we wind up mm -hmm. owing, um, but it was better than we thought, so mm. I was like, let's go out to dinner. I was like, I just want to, you know, again, yep. just sit somewhere and have someone bring me something, right? I said that <laughs> a few episodes ago, but there is something, when you're the one who does 99% of the like cooking in the house. Yeah. There's yeah. just something amazing about someone bringing you food. So we did the yes. same thing last night. We went to a local brewery. We had dinner. We had, you know, a couple of their delicious beers. Then it wound up being bingo night at the brewery. So we played bingo it. and in walked a friend who I haven't seen in years, who I've known since I was like five, like just have known my whole life. So her and her husband joined us and we had it was like so nice to just be out amongst because we don't really do that that often anymore. You know, we're, we just don't. So uh, it was, a, it was nice to be out and uh, just have some fun. Yeah, I agree. That's nice. Good for you. Yep. You too. Good to go. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, it's, like I said, it's just, it's just, you know, when things are also hectic, if I can feel like you don't pause it, like you said, celebrate the good things Like we hadn't really been able to you know, uh, celebrate. So I wanted to, I mean, we, we literally were at the law, our lawyer's office right beforehand, trying to do all this notarization stuff, paperwork. I, I don't know. Again, the trust thing that I told you about, it's taken me months to get everything organized and yeah. I know it's worth it. And she reminded me, she's like, I know this is a pain in the butt. And I know there's a lot of steps in paperwork, but think about it when your kids, if something were to happen and you haven't been, do, you know, and you didn't get all of this done, it's going to be 20 times harder for them to navigate because yeah. you're, they're not you, you know? And so just, you know, just keep going. And I'm like, okay. You're encouraging me to do it too. We have to do that too. And I, I actually emailed our attorney this week to say, hey, these are the things I want to get taken care of. I know I've asked you these questions before and we've dragged right, our feet. Pay like attention. This, yeah, this time is different. This time is different. I'm totally going to do it. We're going to move forward. But it just, you know, it's a subject that I don't, it's like taxes. Like, I don't mm -hmm. really understand it. Mm -hmm. I always feel like I'm doing the wrong thing. And it just isn't a pleasant decision to make. Like, yeah. you know, it just feels overwhelming. And then I never really know, is this the right thing yeah. to do? Like, there's always pros and cons. Yeah. And... You know, it just feels like such a big decision. And I I should not be in this position. I am not like my husband actually is much better at finances than I am. And he mm -hmm. understands it much better. But for some reason, the final call always seems to end up in my lap, <laughs> which is not like it, it's not where it should be. But for some right. reason, I, I always feel like, you know, he looks to me to make like, OK, well, you do you want to do this or this? And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to make this decision. Like, why am I, well, you know, let, let's make it together. It's because he doesn't want to make it either. Because if something, yeah. you know, if something goes wrong, who wants yeah. to be the one who made that decision? So he kindly puts that in my lap. Yeah. 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 I think, I think the, 
you know, we just, we happen to move to a state that just makes things really complicated. And so we we're doing it with the trust and everything else that we, um, as a way to really protect the kids ultimately, right. And make it easier for them if something were to happen to us. So, um, and, and I find out, you know, it's interesting. Um, like I had a board call with my colleagues, my, my fellow homeowners up in Vermont and I found out like a majority of them have their houses and trusts. And I was like, Oh, really? Like, how come no one, like people don't talk about some of this stuff. And like, I was telling my sister-in-law about it and she hadn't really wasn't familiar, but I was like, no, 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 you, you, you should totally, I know it's money up front to pay for it, but like, there's, there's a reason and a value to doing these kinds of things when you own a house. Um, and even though you have to change all your bank accounts and all these things, although your bank will be fine with it, you just walk in there and tell them, they're not going to care. Yeah, my um, bank won't care. My bank's probably like, we already did that for you. Don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we, we, we figured this was the right thing for you to do at this point in yeah. your life. We're like, oh, great. Thanks for we, looking we out. We signed um, for you. It's fine. It's right. Fine. No, you don't, And you don't even have to show us any of the trust paperwork. <laughs> we trust you. We believe you. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean, I, town bank. Yay. Yeah. Like, I feel like the more people I'm talking to, it's, it's one of the other side. Either they've never heard of doing something like this or they have, they've already done it. I'm like, oh. So, I was like, where where is this conversation? It's like menopause. Where is the conversation happening about things that you should be thinking about and doing and to protect your family, your kids, you know, whatever you've amassed, whether it doesn't matter if you're wealthy or not. It's just whatever you do have, right? If you do, especially again, if you own a home and I'm just like, oh yeah, where are these people? What show is this on that I'm missing? How come no one talks yeah, about no, this No, it's stuff? very cryptic. It's so hard to find the information. I feel like you know, it used to be you don't talk about religion, politics, or finances, right? Mm-hmm. And we now talk about finances and, I mean, um, politics and religion. It's like diarrhea of the mouth, right? Everyone yeah. is talking about it. But still, no one talks about finances. And I'm like, I wish that was flipped. I don't really care about your politics, but I really want to know, yeah. like, what is your finance? Like, what are you doing financially that makes sense? And no one still talks about that. And yeah. it is, it's... um. So I find the same thing too. So our house is not in a trust, but we, uh, that's been on the table. We've had this conversation with our attorney for a few years now and we just, and here's where I get hung up and maybe we should have start having these conversations. So we'll start. Okay. I am under the impression that if your house is in an irrevocable trust, mm-hmm. it definitely makes it easier for passing it on, right? It, it avoids yep. probate, all of that stuff. Yep. But it also means that you can never access the equity in your house and that Mm -hmm. if you sell your house, that money needs to stay in real estate is how I interpret it. And maybe I'm wrong. No, no, No. I mean, not that's not how I understand it. So no, whatever proceeds from like when I sell my house later this year, it just goes right into my trust bank account. So basically the identity, we are the great, so we are the trustees of the trust. So my husband and I, and then my kids are the the successors to that. So all it means is that, you know, legally in the lies and the eyes of the, of the law in Massachusetts, in in this case, that they go to the trust and okay, the trust pays, you know, the funeral, the pays certain costs, whatever the kids are in still in college, it'll come out of the quote unquote trust. But, but the bank and the money is, is all still like, you know, I use, we're not, there's not like a separate tax ID. It's my social security number. It's like, it's all connected to Keith and I. So what the proceeds we get from selling our house, it just goes into our bank account. 
and all of our accounts are, are so all of our IRAs and 401ks and everything well not my current one but like anything that's like in a, a retirement fund is all now named under the trust so the trust. that way the, yeah all of the accounts so my bank account my savings accounts I have stock accounts that I have I've, I'm actually in the process of changing them over my term life insurance because it's all there's all money tied to that so we pass now that the, the my lawyer will go and say okay let's sweep the entire set of accounts that are connected to the trust that's why everything has to be connected to the trust but no i she no she she knows we're selling and so she wasn't like you can't use that money you can't put it no it, I, i'm not aware of no that's never come okay. up yeah so maybe we need to talk to a different attorney because that's from what my attorney is saying to me that's how i'm interpreting it so maybe i'm interpreting it wrong maybe he's explaining it wrong maybe it's different in new york state but that's like the big hurdle for me is I don't want to lose the ability to access equity, even though I'm not planning on doing it anytime mm -hmm. soon. Um, but just little things like that. Then I get so hung up with like, is this the right thing to do? Right. So and then we're starting this business. Right. So that's like a whole nother, you know, is should it be an S corp? Should it be an LLC? And I find like I know enough to like have a million questions but not enough to feel secure in any direction. You know what I Like I know too yeah. much to be like, just go in blindly and just do it, which I think would almost be better. I think a lot of people just jump in and do it and great, then it's done. I know, I know too much to do that. So I have a million questions. I cannot find the answers or understand the answers myself. And so then we just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are there and I think it should it should be um it should be talked about a lot because i think you're absolutely right the friends and people that we know that do seem and of course how do you, you never really know what someone's personal no. finances are but the people that we know that seem to be financially savvy and are building generational wealth they all seem to be using trusts like yes. so it must be the right thing to do i just don't understand it <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, she had to explain it several times. Like, so, and so I, I think when it comes to the issue around equity, I think it, right, it probably has to do with two things. One with your state and the banks you're getting equity, like you have your, who you have your mortgage or who you're, you know what I mean? Or you could, yeah. you could draw from anywhere, but like, so there may be stipulations on that. I'm not a hundred percent, but again, the benefit that she, that she outlined to us was avoiding probate because in particular in Massachusetts, very challenging. And because we also had things tied in New York, so we had to clean all of that up. And so now it's not your case, but um, this just makes it easier for her to go to the court and say, no, they've got a, a, a trust and everything is underneath it. And so there's no need to come here and we don't need you to probate a thing. And and yeah. that's, that's right. To your point, anybody that, ha I mean, we happen to have a second home and that's that was the immediate thing we want to do with that, right? And so, and then we had retirement funds and hopefully, you know, we'll have something left over for the kids to have. And so wh whatever it is, right? So that, that was just the basic logic and it made sense to me. And she just, when she explained the differences between New York and Massachusetts and how much trouble we would be in if we hadn't done this process and then what the benefit of, of, of everything being in the trust and ultimately, you know, we don't want to think about this, but again, if something were to happen to us while the kids were in, college we know that there's money for them that the trust would give you know to pay for that i mean it's all it's not in these and i don't have to have um um 
you know, someone else making those decisions, right? You know, it's all connected to what, you know, we want to see happen and what's supposed to happen and when the kids will have access to certain things. When they'll, you know, obviously they don't get anything until we pass technically, right? But when they do, there's still stipulations about when they get access to everything. Which and I think so, is such um, an important thing because could you, yeah. imagine, I mean, hopefully none of this will ever happen and thankfully right. it didn't me, but I just think like, what if something would have happened, you know, to your parents when you were 18 and you inherited mm-hmm. the house? Like I would have screwed that up real good at 18. Right, <laughs> right, right. And, that, and so you, 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 you have other people who are involved in helping your will. And so like my, I have an accountant, I have a, a financial advisor that I've been working with for quite a while. They're all connected. So they don't make the decisions per se. I have other people, like family members that would be backup to help my kids. But um, but these people know our stuff well enough, right? They know our taxes. They know our what we've been doing investment-wise and all that stuff. And so they'll be involved in helping to guide my kids if they want to continue and just like say, hey, I don't want anything to do with it. Just keep doing whatever my parents were doing until I'm ready to figure this out. But, you know, right. as long as they're around or whatever, like they'll keep supporting um these accounts and things that we have so so i feel like that was part of making all of these decisions was like surrounding ourselves with good trustworthy you know accountants and lawyers and you know and you know again yeah all and who have the ability to, this. yeah yeah and who have the ability to explain it to me because we're currently working with yeah. our current accountant i really like i think he's a very smart guy and my husband really likes him um but I don't understand how he explains things. Like he mm-hmm. explains something to me and I'm still like, what? <laughs> yeah. And I really don't think, I don't think it's something that I can't grasp. I just think he and I have very different communication ways and I don't yeah. understand the way he's explaining it. My husband does. Like he'll yeah. explain something. My husband's like, oh, got it. And I'm like, you do. I'm, I'm like, and then I ask a question and like neither one of them really provide an answer in my opinion. So, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think we need to get a, um, you know, we have to do all of that. So that's, that's something we need to tackle. Um, yeah, but it's, you know, again, it's just, it's not fun stuff, but it's definitely necessary. So, uh, you know, not that we have that much, but it is nice to know that, you know, what we have worked hard for will be, you know, passed on in a way that's beneficial and there for the kids. And, you know, that's really important, especially to my husband who really didn't have that, you know, he was raised, you know, in the city by a single mom. And this is, you know, he's really the first generation who the the idea of generational wealth is even a conversation. Right. And so to him, this is really an important thing. Like he really wants to make sure that, you know, when something happens, when him and I are no longer here, that our kids have have something to show for all of our hard work and that they yeah. are, you know, taken yeah. care of, Same. you know, that they have certain yeah. advantages, yeah, you know, because of what we've done and hopefully can build on that. Yeah. No, and that's exactly, that to me is what the, I think the trust is all about. 
Yeah. Right. Whatever, whatever we have amassed or will continue to amass, hopefully, you know, um, right. It all goes in a place where it's all connected to this and they all have access to it over time. And again, you can set the date when they really have access to all your money. Um, yeah. if you're not, when you're not here, I'm, you know, and I have so, boys. So I'm thinking that somewhere in their like seventies. Yeah, yeah. They definitely <laughs> take your time. She, my, my lawyer advised that she's like, don't rush and they don't need it at 21 or 25. Take your time. But I think there's yeah. also, you know, teaching your kids about, but to your point, like single mom too, like she didn't know any of this stuff. You know, my, unfortunately when my father passed, like they had to go to probate, like he didn't have a, an up-to-date will. Like there's like all this stuff that just makes it messy and the courts love that because it's money for them and them collect, you know, the court system in general. But um, if you can avoid all of that and if you've got anything um, and thankfully we do. Yeah. I, I'm, it's been a learning process. And again, every time we went to her, I was like, can you explain it again? Can you yeah. just go over one more? And she's so, we, we, we locked out. I mean, we were just there. We were just, we were left and we were just like, she's good. She's good. I get it. You know, and I, I, I'm not always the best at retelling somebody else, but I, I, the gist of what, again, in our situation, she was able to really, so I think it's important, you know, if you yeah. don't like go shop around, honestly, I found her too, through the Google, not Google, um, one of the Facebook groups that I belong to up in my town. And she was one of the people I had called one person before her and got like, fill out a form and tell me your whole life story. And I was like, well, can we meet first? <laughs> I want to tell you everything I own. Um, because I was like, what's our goal here? And she didn't do that. She's like, why don't you come on in? Obviously, there's things I want you to bring in with you. There's some preparatory work. But we came in and we had a conversation about what are we, what were our goals? And then how could she help us? Right. Yeah. And her whole practice is about protecting your wealth. So I was like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll, she's probably only in your state, right? You probably, yeah. 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 Oh, damn it. Well, good. Find, find yeah. someone for me here. Facebook yeah. is good for that. I mean, there's a lot that Facebook is not good for. But, you know, for finding a service near you, whether it's, you know, maybe something financial or a doctor or a plumber or an electrician, like any of yes. those things to kind of crowdsource, because people yeah. are brutally honest on there because they feel, I don't know, anonymous. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, no, yeah. that person sucks or no, this person's great. Um, yeah. I, I feel like you can really get a good average of like, oh, let me, okay, this might be a good person. Right. Well, the more and more yeah. people are saying this is, yeah, that's how we found our plumber. That's how we found the landscaper we found. I mean, because I, I, I don't know anybody around here to really ask, you know, to know, like, can I get a recommendation? So, yeah, no, this was, um, the, yeah, I found this through the groups that I belong to over here. So it's been really helpful. But, uh, yeah, maybe do that just to see. Yeah, good. Look at us adulting. So I'll, we'll update. Hold me accountable. Now that you've done it, make sure we do it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, honestly, it's like you have one meeting and we went through everything. She does all the paperwork. It's a lot of things you have to sign. Um, and you have to get, you, you, you know, we had a whole accounting of all the accounts that we had. And and um, yeah, we just, we just really tried to figure out, uh, you know, again, and then we had to go off and do and connect everything, but um, which I'm almost done with now, but but that was the hard part, right? Just like the paperwork stuff was hers and explaining. I and mean, we also redid our will. Like we had to switch everything. It wasn't just the uh, the trust that we were forming, which yeah. was, I think, partially the easy part. It was the will yeah. and all the other, the healthcare proxy and all that stuff that, and she said, like, every two years you have to update this stuff because the, the, the usually, and we don't think about it that way, but she's like, in Massachusetts especially, she was saying like, the courts like to know that you're still here and that, you know, you know, you're actively right, and these decisions. are still your wishes. Yeah. Yep. So we we yeah. definitely need to redo our will because we haven't done it since the kids were yeah. 
really same pretty pretty little and now of course i mean max is 18 so and all of the things that were priorities for us when we did mm-hmm. do our will are no no longer even really apply mm-hmm. um yeah so we have to get on that so hi we'll do it yeah but yeah, just got to make it, like I said, just got to make the appointment, make it a priority and just get it done. And I think yeah. it's a big relief. I feel, I feel relieved. Um, Like we just, yeah. we just put our, the house in Vermont and in, in, in the trust and I just finished the paperwork. That's why we were there. And I feel good about that because that's definitely going to them. Like we're not, we're not getting rid of it as far yeah. as I know. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And what a great thing that they have, you know, all those memories there and kind of, you know, family gatherings and yes. it's a cool thing to have in the family. Yeah, no, and and I think now that we're not renting it anymore, um, we just got finished this outdoor room, and my contractor was just—it's taken like almost two years to do all this work. <laughs> uh, but he just finished, and he sent pictures, and it's like I, I can't wait to go up in the spring. This is exactly the right time of year because it gets really buggy. Um, so it'll be nice to have a little space where we can sit outside. But I, I'm well, excited to like. So is that up on the deck or like downstairs? Downstairs. downstairs. So we have. Like- we had yeah so we had a, a the basement area there was a little walkout deck I don't yeah know if i remember. remember that yeah it was just like yeah. under the a space under the other deck right yes. like yeah yep. yep and it just you know same view as the middle deck and the upper deck but um just small it was a small footprint so we we redid the floor and then we uh enclosed it in and so and there's two actually three big picture windows that we created and a door um so that we could and it's not heated but we and we created a roof so uh, like a tin roof, whatever. So it's not insulated and it's not heated or anything. So it's like, you know, seasonal, you know, yeah. room type of thing. But we did, um, we instead of like real windows, he did like a frame uh, screened in window and then you could pop that out and put plexiglass up. Oh, nice. So that for the winter, like at least snow and rain and stuff like that doesn't come in and we could, you could technically use it in the winter. It'll just be really cold. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Like it's definitely going to be, I mean, the, the view is as of the lake and the mountains and all of that. So it's a really nice spot um, and it's hidden. You can't see it, especially in yeah. the spring and the summer. So I'm really looking oh, forward good. to it. You might find Max in there one day because he, <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell me if I'm being, I, he looked at me like I was being paranoid, but he went up to Vermont to visit, you know, his friends that he made when he was in school up there. And he mm-hmm. is, he's thinking of returning maybe like, in the fall or spring of next year. So he's, you okay. know, keeping all those connections going. So Good. he went up there this weekend, um, you know, so it's like six hours away. And not to get political, but like clearly, you know, things are happening and there is talk of, you know, cyber things happening or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I made him, so I made him do this. I hooked up our, um, we have a landline that we pay for, like in our bundle of, whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was never hooked up i mean we don't use it so i plugged in a phone into the jack and lo and behold hey we do have a dial tone so we (laughs) we now know the number is (laughs) i did i had to call my cell phone so that the Uh, number popped up yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i made him i i so i i told him okay you can go like i you know i'm not of course you can go have a good time and i'm sure everything will be fine but I made him promise that he would fill his gas tank when he first got up there. I made him, I printed out directions home um, on like MapQuest because I was like, what, what if? <laughs> I am, I'm, you're laughing. So I'm clearly being passionate, <laughs> which I'm glad Old you did. Old school in it. 
yeah old school but, yeah because i don't like it used to be that like i would have a paranoid thought like that and be like that's not gonna happen but after the last two years i'm kind of like i don't know is it so unusual that nato pisses off putin and he has a cyber like he does something with yeah. our cell service like i don't know that that's so out of left field anymore like yeah. you no, know I like i don't you know it may not happen it's not if it does happen you know it's not the end of the like you know they'll it'll be fixed but when yeah. my kid is you know six hours away yep. i'm just like huh well, maybe yeah. maybe we should just have a quick conversation about if you're six hours away and cell service goes down or credit cards don't work or you know yeah. like what would you do so like let's put you know 40 bucks cash in your glove box let's print yeah. out directions home and I, I also made him put his tent in his car. This, this, I think, was going too far. And I was trying to not freak him out, which he wasn't freaked out because he just thought I was ridiculous. Um. But I also gave him directions to your house because I oh, know good. you're not I was renting. Say, yeah. And I said, like, I said you, you have your tent. I was like, you don't even have to go inside. You have your tent with you. I was like, but if for some reason on your way home, like you guys are like halfway you know, yeah. your Vermont house is like halfway between us and where he is. Yep. I was like, just if even if, you know, your car broke down or like whatever yeah. reason, if you needed, you know, pop your tent in your car and Absolutely. at least you have a lawn that you can safely camp on for a night, you know, like, yeah. so, yeah. um, no, so I made the room. <laughs> right, that's what made me think of like talking about all mm -hmm. of this. So mm -hmm. I did that. So I don't know if I'm. I don't know. You, I just, everything feels so weird. I feel like everything I, you know, like you try, no, I'm, like, I'm like, is that so wrong to be prepared? Because my husband and my son looked at me like I had eight heads. They were like, you are crazy. You are losing. So this tunes. is a safe space. And no, I don't think you're crazy. I think uh, it's, you know, I, I think anything is possible, right? I think that's the reality that I think we're living in today with this what's going on and still in ukraine and russia and all that stuff and even you know biden talking about right the cyber attacks and they could increase and all that stuff so no i i mean i often have this um like thought in my head like of my kids like you know we're we're you know in massachusetts and i'm like they're going to be an hour and away and half away from us in either direction north and south and i i have this in my head about but if something were to happen how do i collect them both Right. And what routes and, you know, and like getting one and, and like maybe my husband and I would split up and we would meet at the Vermont house. That's always going to be the location. So we'll have Max there too. It'll be fine. Everybody yeah, will Max be good. Will be camping out. He'll, he'll just, you we know. We have a landline. I will give you the landline number for that house because it's it does because cell service isn't always great. So we have a landline for that house. Um, so it's funny that you said it's funny. Yeah, no, I, I, um, yeah, I feel like mothers would understand this, that yes, I, absolutely. I just think it's worth it. Cause as he was getting ready to go, I was like, let me not have this conversation. I don't really want this on his mind. Let him go have a good time. But then I was like, well, why? Like, it's literally a three minute conversation to be like, keep your gas tank full, keep some cash mm -hmm. on you, have a secondary way to get home. And it's here's our, mind. right. Here's our landline number. Like, I didn't think it was. So it's not like I made him, you know, keep uh, ready to eat meals in his car and like. That's next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My kids would be like, cool. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, but I think, it, listen, I think in this day and age and look, he's still young, you know, and he's navigating back roads and, yeah. you know, cell service is crappy in certain parts in Vermont and particularly I think where he is going to. And so. Yeah. 
Yep. I, I think it's also just all good. And right, cars could break down and he doesn't know anyone. So like, make sure he has our numbers too. And like, I, honestly, I mean, we're not always there, but we can be there pretty quickly. You know what I mean? Right, it's right. not, um, and we'll be where we're going to move to. It will be even, we'll, we'll be shaving off some time. So we'll be under three hours. Um, nice. Okay. Like more like two and a half. So, you know, it's not, it's not impossible. I, I think it's like, I run drills in my head. I think I still have my old red cross training in my head um <laughs> about disaster training and having the duffel bag yeah. in your car of all your stuff like i don't quite do that i mean i can barely keep a cooler in my car as you know um oh then we're it's still there i think actually i don't know i'll have to check i think it's still there um but yeah no i i think these are the kinds of things unfortunately we're back yeah. to that right like i just think better to have the conversation and yeah. be a little prepared um, yeah, you know, not live in a state of fear, not be, you know, but like, no, but just, it is prepared and understand, plan, right? Just have a plan so that if something were to happen, and hey, it doesn't have to be a cyber attack. Maybe just cell service goes down. I mean, that could happen, right? Just as yeah. a, a technical difficulty. Um, yeah. So you know, what would you do? I mean, we traveled all the time as kids. We didn't have cell phones, but kids today don't. You know, I don't know that Max. Um, well, Max knows how to read a. Max is actually probably pretty self-sufficient from right. like between Boy Scouts and foraging yeah. with me. He could probably get where he needed to go and find food for himself. <laughs> but yeah, um, but you know, it. I just think it's not so bad. It's funny. I actually, I was at my mom's house the other night and her and my aunt, who it's funny to me because they have each packed like a go bag. Like they are, <laughs> they have like compasses they have like candle i mean they have like they're ready for anything I, it's amazing mm -hmm. and my mom was like mm -hmm. you should do this and i was like why if anything happens we're going to be with you like you and aunt shirley are coming with us you have go bags i don't need anything now you've done yeah. it i'm just going to use right. all your stuff yep <laughs> that's funny yeah yeah well right. you need like a seed a seed chest which i'm sure you have which you know Make sure it's up you know keep up to date i well i told i told keith i don't know why this came up what were we talking about um because clearly it's on my mind too um i said if anything goes it should go sideways we're going to heidi norms because she has a garden and they have the barn we yep. can stay there you know like that house is a shit brick oh no it's a brick shit house i always say it wrong um <laughs> you know like you know it's like fortified so i'm like it we're is. going there because you know yeah like, it is it, it has stood the test of time for 300 years so yeah so yeah it's not going anywhere and i just know that like at least you know we can help out in the in the in the field, yep. <laughs> the field and yeah. whatever you know I so know. he laughed he goes that is a good place <laughs> The, our only our only problem in vermont is i don't have a lot of land where i so like I, I i can't grow anything we have bears you know and so that's the problem with gardens over there so yeah and it's all i mean you live in the woods i mean it's not even like you could easily clear a space really um no and, yeah. I, and i live I, I, my house in particular is sort of like on a hill although my neighbor's land is pretty flat so we could grow stuff there but um, yeah. she'd be fine with it but uh but yeah it's the bears it's that's the biggest problem is that we would uh be fighting for them for food <laughs> or they would you know no would you would be food. losing with yes. them for food <laughs> yeah yeah so terrible well, yeah I fight, so. I fight the deers i fight the, the deer i'm there's a war on deer happening in my yard now i have Irish spring hanging from every tree I have. <laughs> I don't know if it works, although I He's, will I did that a few times. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. I think it does too, because it's been out there for like five days and their usual path 
that they come, you know, they have like a, around five o'clock every night, they have a path that they do and they eat everything in their way. Yep. And I have not seen them. So, um, but I think what happens is they get used to the scent and then they start to trust it. So apparently you have to switch it like, you know, it's Irish spring now, but then I'll have to switch to like ivory. I have some other stuff going on. I do find that that liquid fence stuff works pretty well. It's just Mm. putrefied eggs. You know, it's Mm. not, it's not really Mm. a chemical. It's just rotten eggs that you, you know, spray everywhere and it smells awful. neighbors must love you. Yeah. It smells (laughs) awful for a day. So I usually try to do it, but I find if you spray consistently, it definitely works. Like I have saved, you know, like small trees that we've planted that definitely would have been eaten down to nothing. I've had a chance to grow up because I keep them sprayed and the deer don't eat that. Um, Good. But you have to do it consistently. And I try to be kind about it because it oof, if you get downwind of it, it's definitely bad. So I try to do it on like a, a day where there's not a lot of wind and like a Tuesday night. So it's not right. like, cause I'm, my big fear would be, I, I would do it like on a Saturday and then our neighbors would have a party and no one could go outside. <laughs> so what's going on in this neighborhood? <laughs> so oh. I try, I try to do it on nights that are quiet. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, the, the one other bright spot this week, I don't know if you've caught the first uh, episode of the American Song Contest. No, I haven't even heard of it. What is it? Okay. So, you know what? You've heard of Eurovision? Yes. So, it's the European Song Contest. So, we're now doing the American version. So, Kelly Clarkson and Snoop Dogg are hosting. It's a live show. They basically, it's the 50 states plus five territories in Washington, D.C. So, there'll be one original song coming out of all of those places. And Monday, it's every Monday night, at least for now. Um, and they have, um, I don't know, they had about eight performances in an hour. So like there were eight states represented. So every week, and it's going to go on for eight weeks. And then, so every week, you're going to hear a bunch of songs, original songs you haven't heard before um, from different artists. And, and, you know, it's one artist per state. And it's a mix of like celebrities that you know, and like people who are popular in their music genre or not. They're just, you know, someone who submitted a good song and got it in and voted, got, you know, the judges for the um, for the music industry are involved. And basically what happens is um, it's similar to sort of Eurovision's behind it. So it's um, a similar process where you, the the judges, there's 56 judges um, from the music industry who vote on that night. They vote on one song that they recommend going forward into the next round. And then America gets to vote on three more songs that, ha- you know, that they want to see move on out oh, of the okay. eight that night. So... And then I think so next week they'll probably reveal the songs that made it through from the voting. And then we know what the song was at the end of the night that got picked by the judges. And so the next week they'll do another round of songs and then it keeps going until they get down to like the final, you know, set of songs and then have a winner. Like then they'll do all, it's all live performances and and people singing, but yeah, it's a live show. So Snoop Dogg is hysterical. Kelly's actually really cute in it. Um, as, as I don't know, she always is, but um, yeah, I don't know. We really dig. I mean, I love your vision, and I don't know if you've ever seen the um, the Will Ferrell um, uh, movie on Netflix about your vision, and he like they do a whole um, it's oh my god, you have to watch it. Okay. Um, but it's it's all about the Eurovision Song Contest, and he he and um, Rachel McAdams, I think is is that it? Um, I don't know. She's a good actress. Anyway, they he's like from Iceland, and he enters, and he's always to the contest and all this stuff happens it's amazing oh, we love it. it yeah we would yeah. love that 
Yeah, we, it's, right. it's hysterical. We watch it all the time. I, I cry. The music's amazing. It's You'll <laughs> see people you know. And if you've ever watched Eurovision, they actually bring real Eurovision artists into the show, the movie. It's so good. It's, oh, it's, I'll have to. I love it. I'm excited about it. I will check that out because that seems really fun right now. Like a, a show yes. where everyone's voting together. Like that kind of seems like fun. I wonder how, so how's the voting now? Because the last time I did a show like that was like, I think American Idol, remember? And we would really, you would call yeah. in and get like a busy signal. You, it's you know, online. Like yeah, that's what I figured. I was like, it's probably so much easier now, kids today. They don't know how hard we had it. <laughs> Waiting to like get in. <laughs> Give me yeah, my vote. You'd yeah. have to call, you know, like you wouldn't always get in, even though there was a huge queue. Yeah. You would have to yeah. like call back and call back. I didn't. Um, I didn't vote. It's through their app or online through the NBC thing. But um, yeah, I have. I didn't try, but I, from what I understand, it's just a click of the button. I don't know if it's like you can how many times you can do it, but um, and you don't have to vote for anybody in your state. You can vote for whatever. Whoever. Oh, yeah. that's fun. That's fun. We did yeah. start watching um, Pam and Tommy. The... <gasps> it's on my list. I started. Oh. I started watching, and then I was like, I gotta wait for Keith. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you like yeah. it? We we started watching it together. Yeah, we watched the first two episodes. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it, the just for the nostalgia factor. Is, yes, you know, I mean, just the, the we lived it in the car. Yeah, it's yeah. it was like the you know it's totally our time period. Um, mm -hmm. So there's just so much that is happening that you're like, oh my god, I remember that. You know, even just the background, the set is very. Um, mm. It's neat. So yeah, we started watching that. That's good. Crazy and story, I started too. reading. Um, so Dolly Parton, who you know, mm -hmm. I, I love the Dolly. She wrote a book with James Patterson. Really? Uh, yeah, it's called Run Rose Run. I want to say oh. yeah, uh, yeah, Run Rose Run. And uh, and that is not usually my, like I've never read a James Patterson book. Just really not my style. But the fact mm -hmm. that Dolly Parton was involved, I was like, all right. So I started yeah. it and I'm totally into it. So I'll let you know how it is. I'm not very far into it. Huh. But, um, but I just thought, oh, that might be a fun read. So Yeah. And she's so interesting. I, I just, I, I, I love that she did that. Like you, who would have yeah. thought like, that's amazing. She's Dolly Parton. She's amazing. She's, I yeah. love, I love the Dolly. Well, but like you think about it, maybe it does make sense, right? She was writing, you know, she writes incredible music and uh, her lyrics and all the stories that she tells through her music and, and, the, and the songs that she's given to others and that they sang and, so interesting. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And, and, you know, and she doesn't have to do any of this. No, no, no. She could totally just, you know, do, she could do whatever she wanted. She doesn't have to do anything. No. Um, but she's, no. she's always doing like new, interesting projects. She's always, you know, involved in really cool things. Norm had a good idea. He thinks that they should make like, she should be the next Agatha Christie. Like there should be a, you know, like mm -hmm. the, um, what was that called? The mystery. Um, murder, she wrote. Murder, she wrote. Yeah. Like they should do a murder, she wrote type thing with uh, Dolly Parton. He was like, because everyone would watch, and I was like, you're right. It would like it, it every every everyone like every race every um, yeah you know every, every economic yeah. status every everyone like it's Dolly Parton solving mysteries. Yeah. I think it's a winner. I think it's a hit. I think they should. That do would it. be hysterical. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, maybe a couple. Yeah, maybe it's a mini series. Uh, she's got a bunch of stuff on TV coming out. Like she's behind yeah. a bunch of little producing things. Like I, I see her name a lot, and I'm like, again, yeah. I don't know how she's got time for any of this stuff. But I heard a rumor her. that they're gonna do a movie about her, and Kristen Chenoweth is gonna play her, which I'm oh, interesting. I'm totally for. 
I'm like, yep, yep, I would watch that. She's got to, like, get some boobs. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, like anybody. Yeah, no, just, no. She's a tiny little thing, Kristen Chenoweth. I mean. Yeah, but so is Dolly. She just, yeah, had, yeah, you know, yeah. it's all boob. It's all boob. Yeah. It's all boob I, and I'm, hair. I, I watched one interview with her where she talks about why she like always covers her arms and like she's just got this thing, you know, with the hair, the wigs and the boobs and the, like her clothing. If you see like a lot of her old performances, even now, I think she doesn't wear anything sleeveless. She's not a sleeveless. She likes to have her arms covered. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Now that you mention it. totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like there's I mean, psychologically, I'm like, I'm what is <laughs> what's going on? What is going on with Dolly Parton? I mean, I don't, in a way, I don't yeah. care because I think it's fascinating, but I'm also just like, that's a fast, like, she has created this thing, but yeah. there's reasons behind it. Well, it's like Diane Keaton, who's always, like, always in a hat and a turtleneck and a long skirt and a long, you know, like, you've never seen any part of her body except for her face. Yeah. You know, you know any movie she's in, she's always, like, turtle, like a turtleneck. It's not even, she's yeah. always totally covered, but it's, it's kind so of her true. style, you know, it's yeah. just, it works for her. <laughs> I don't have that. I'm just looking for things that fit. <laughs> yeah. Fit and comfortable. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I had jeans on all day today for this. I put on sweats. I was like, ah, I'm changing. I'm like, Me too. Me too. I dressed up a little to go uh, show my wraps at the store. And by dressed yeah. up, I mean wore jeans. And <laughs> as soon as I got home, I was like, oh my God, I got to get these off. This is so restrictive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't feel right. It was no. like, mm, who am I wearing this for? What is this for? Who's going to, come on. It doesn't make me feel good. I got to unbutton that top button. It hurts. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Yep. No, nope. got to be comfy. Plus, yeah. I have to go after this. I, tonight's my night to go uh, feed the sheep and the chickens. Ooh, and big development at the barn. There are okay. now four barn cats that they adopted because there was a little bit of a mouse problem. Mm. So they now have four barn cats. They just got there today. So they're still in, they're like in a crate because they don't know it's their home yet. And so they're going to mm. acclimate them and then, you know, start letting them out. But I've been given permission to go sit with the barn cats. So I'm going to go sit with them and be like, oh, the babies, I love you. Oh, that is so cute. I know. And, oh. I'm, I'm, my, my, I, I'm, I'm trying not to get more animals, but it's hard. I just, I don't know. I want to, yeah. like, can we pay for something? Like, can I just go and sit with kittens and puppies and pay? I think you can. I like volunteer at the animal shelter. Yeah, I gotta do some. Yeah. I, I just, I'm gonna get it. I love mine. Yeah. yeah. Are you? Um, wait, so wait, what? I wanted, I missed having a dog. I, yeah, but when did, wait, what happened to Maggie? Oh, Maggie died. Wait, wait when did this happen? <laughs> How do I not died, know this? Maggie died last February. So February of 2021. <gasps> oh, I know. I'm sorry. Maggie. I know she was such a good girl. She, she was such a good girl. She died. She died. Very, she was, you know, her legs started. Do you want to hear the story? Is it? A, yeah, please. No, yeah, I know. I'm so sad, Maggie was but... our, yeah, Maggie was our dog. She was 12. Um, and she was a pit bull lab Sharpe that we got from the so sweet. She was such a sweet girl. We got her from the local shelter. So, anyway, you know, her hip started going 
Mm. You know, they they weren't in great shape. And so our tile floor in our kitchen was really tough for her. You know, so I mm. had I had a lot of throw rugs down because that was, you know, if, if she started to slip, she could usually get at least one paw on a throw rug and then stabilize herself. So she yeah. was she was doing OK. But anyway, one night I woke up and I heard I mean, I must, I must've woke up because I heard her, but I heard like something, she wasn't barking. I, I almost, mm. it almost sounded like something was outside, like not even in the house. It was very low, but it was definitely mm. a weird noise. So I got up and went downstairs and I found her, she was on the tile floor and she must've lost. Yeah. She lost like, you know, she, she just collapsed like her back leg. She must've lost her grip and couldn't, you know, her hips didn't have the strength to hold her. Hold her. Yeah. So she was in that, you know, that position where dogs get where they're like, it, their back legs look like frogs, right? Yes. Like they're, yeah. So she, yeah. her back legs were like that and she was holding up her top part of her body. Oh. So, so I call Norm, it's like three in the morning and he, you know, comes flying down. We pick her up and we bring her over to her bed and she's not getting up, but she's like, she seems like she's fine. Just a little, like she's panting. Um, but she's fine, but she's not moving her back legs. And I'm thinking like, well, they're probably asleep. You know, I don't mm. know how long she has been there like that, but like they're, she, they're probably numb. Right. So I'm, I'm like massaging her hips and whatever. And Norm's on the phone with the vet. Cause we're going to take her to the, cause she's, you know, like clearly something's not right. You know, she's yeah. very nervous. So I'm like, well, you know, get, he's calling the vet who's open 24 hours, you know, in another town over. And uh, I'm like, tell her, you know, we might be bringing her in. We'll give her a few minutes just to see if, you know, maybe she's just startled and her legs are asleep. So maybe she will get up and rally in a minute, but like, let them know we might be bringing her in. So he does that and I'm laying with her. And then she literally took like three very deep, weird breaths. And that was it. Like, she was just like, we didn't even... Yeah, like we looked at each other and we were like, did this just happen? Like, what just happened? And so we quickly, like, Norm threw her in the car and we drove her to the vet just in case. I don't, I was, because, like, what do you, we were like, maybe she's in a coma. I don't, like, right. I don't know. Really yeah. 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 So Aww. we took her to the vet and she had passed. Yeah. But at least you so, were with her. So we were, I was laying on her bed with her, like, massaging her legs. And, you know, up until that point, she was like, other than her hips starting to go, um, she was, you know, happy and she, it wasn't like long and drawn yeah. out, you know. It yeah, was, yeah, yep. Which so, it can be, yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, but oh, it was Aww. terrible. And after that, we were like, we're not getting, you know, that's it. No more dogs. Yeah. Um, but now it's been, you know, it was just a year in February. And I just miss having a dog. I miss those little faces. Like, uh, I don't want to walk a dog. I don't want to clean up after a dog. I don't want to yeah. do extra hair. Like, yeah. all of those things. I'm like, no. Except that I really miss having a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a level. I mean, I've, I've only have had one. I still have them. But, like, just the companionship of the dog yeah. is Yeah, and that little face. Special. And Maggie was really, you know, when Norm would have uh, guys over playing poker or what, you know, if he had guys over and they were in the kitchen and I went up to bed, Maggie yeah. would lay at the bottom of the stairs and she oh. wouldn't let anyone pass to oh. like go to the bathroom or like Norm would have to hold her 
Because yeah. she was like, my mom's upstairs. You can't come over here. Right. Sorry. Right. And I like, I know. I'm like, no one else loves me like that. I miss no. my dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if we're all home and there's something the dog's worried about, he comes to me first. It's yeah. amazing. And then like, and then the boys and Keith last. But like, he's definitely protective. <laughs> like the vacuum. He's like, where is mom? Where is she? And then, okay, if she's not here, then I'm going to the boys. Like, yeah, there's something they're expecting. Yeah. yeah, I just I love. There's that. just something about a dog. So I'm starting to think of it. It it will probably be a very long process, and I don't know that I'm going to actively pursue getting a dog. I mean, our first dog came to us. The dog we had before, Maggie, Sandy. Um, yeah. Like friends of friends of friends were getting a divorce. They had this dog. They had to find a home for it. Anyway, we wound up with Sandy, and Sandy was fantastic. And mm -hmm. then Maggie came to us because I had a friend who was working at the shelter, and she called me, and I she was like, "I have this dog. You're gonna love it." And I was like, "I don't want a pit bull, anything but a mm -hmm. pit bull. I just I don't want." We still had little kids, and she was like, "Well, just come meet her." And I was like, "Ah." Oh. Oh. So I of course did, and she she said she was like, "This is the sweetest dog I've ever met." She she yeah. was six months old, Aww. such a good dog. She's like, she's not going to get adopted because she's Pitbull. So, right. you know, just if you feel like maybe you want her. So I feel like our, our last two dogs kind of found us. Yeah. And so and I'm thinking this, yeah. maybe, maybe that's what will happen again. That, you know, if a dog happens to find us, I think we're open to saying yes. So, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I feel like. Uh, we're going to take a break and then the plan is when we're finally up in our, I guess, forever home, for lack of a better phrase, um, I want dogs. I want two dogs, more cats. Yeah. Yeah. I think I want a bunny. You know, I, just want, <laughs> I know I, I want, want all the animals. Yeah, I just want a bunch oh, yeah. of furry stuff. Yeah. And maybe, so Max is up in Vermont this week. So his fish, he has a betta fish that lives in his room. But mm -hmm. I'm babysitting it this week. And I didn't want to go into his room because it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. So I made him bring the fish to the kitchen. Good for you. Yeah. And I I love having a fish in the kitchen. I talk to this fish now. You used to have fish in the kitchen. We always had fish in the kitchen. We haven't in years. I think I have to replace the, the kitchen fish. Because yeah. he, keeps me, he keeps me company. He's, he's there. Right. Yeah. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I lay down. We have this little uh, couch for Murphy, um, my dog. Um, right in front of our bed because he doesn't go on our bed. Um, and so it's like our height, whatever, but he loves it because we all get to sit with him. And so like, well, you know, the kids will come in and we're watching TV or like we'll lay down with him one on, you know, one on one or Keith and I can both fit in there with the dog. So um, it's big enough for a couple of us, which he loves and he gets all the attention, you know, and at the end of yeah. the day, and then I just love that mushiness of just like he lays and he just wants, and it's not even just the belly rubs. He just loves the close like he's a physically he likes to be close yeah and on top of you and like he always has to like if you're laying with him he wants something touching you you know yeah. it's like it's so sweet and so yeah i've never had that comforting either. yeah they're very yeah. comforting they just are you know they really just unconditionally love you yeah and it's yeah. just a nice presence to have in your life mm -hmm. yeah so. mm -hmm. i mean i feel we feel guilty all the time when we don't walk him enough or get him out enough or we're just like you know like i i said to keith i'm like when i 
when we move and we were like maybe in a smaller space or like more city like like we're gonna like we probably should look into some I mean, he's older but like find a little daycare place where he can go for a few hours just to get other stimulation because i worry like the minute we're starting and i are both out of the house which will will happen yeah um he's he's a good dog by himself i'm not worried about what he will do i just worry about he needs socialization but in like we, we need like he needs like a couple of dogs not a 20 dogs you know he needs an adult and, and other like he needs attention from humans just as much as he wants it from dogs like he can't, yeah it, you know so we ha- it's got to be like a, it's got to be a special place <laughs> gotta be a special so. place or maybe a dog walker there is a guy who walks dogs down in the cute little town by us yeah and uh yeah you know he's always walking with like four or five dogs and they're oh, they're definitely like adult dogs Mm-hmm. And they're all just kind of walking together, and you know, all I I thought, oh, that would be nice for a dog. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of gets the exercise and uh, is with a few other dogs, but it's not like a doggy daycare kind of place. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's not like if he's in a daycare setting, like he'll just he'll mingle after he's marked everything. Yeah, he'll mingle, but then he'll just be like, "Where's the humans?" Like he just you know he can't play because of his arthritis and his legs, and it's just the accident. So he definitely wants to be like just he just wants to chill with you. So like oftentimes we'll come and pick him up from a place after we've gone away and they're just like, Oh, he just hung out the front desk with us the entire oh. you know couple of yeah. days. And they love him. He's chill. And he just as long as you pay attention to him and give him a treat occasionally and pet him, yeah, he'll be chill. Like he's not, you know, but like I unfortunately it doesn't translate to um like we can't take him out to like if we go to restaurants or like places that welcome dogs, like a brewery. Yeah, he can't handle that. He needs to be. He'll want to sniff everyone and mark everything, and then eventually he'll settle. Yeah, but it's more work for us. Yeah, Maggie was like that. Like she would never settle. She would always be on like high alert to be like, "Who are you? And what's going on?" (laughs) She would not, and she couldn't. Can I pardon you? (laughs) Yeah, she couldn't. She was not like she was a home dog, and we. I couldn't take her to. like if we had to board her, if we went on vacation, which doesn't happen often, but if we had to bring her to a place to stay, she would, she won't, she wouldn't eat without me. Even if mm. I wasn't home, she wouldn't eat. She would only eat if I was home. So the first time we had to board her for like a week, we went away and I thought, well, she'll let, you know, there's other dogs and right. I knew it was a really nice hungry. place. And yeah. So I didn't even think about it. We got home and they were like, she really didn't eat. They were like, we opened oh. a couple of like cans of other food and then she would have a little. So we didn't do that again. I would always have someone stay with her at the house or whatever because she really just wanted to be home. But we did have to do it another time because, you know, for whatever reason, I guess I couldn't find anyone. And I made her full meals. Like I made a meatloaf and potatoes and broccoli, like all things she really liked for her. I put them in individual Tupperware. Wow. and And so it was so enticing. She ate. Because okay, it good. was, you know, it was meatloaf. Right. So right. she. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, Maggie. Maggie. Oh, I didn't know. I, you know, I feel, I feel like maybe something had happened, but I don't know why I never asked you. I'm sorry. But no, yeah. well, it's, no, it's been so a crazy sorry. two years. And uh, yeah. Oh, Maggie. Yeah. I know we didn't do, I, I don't know. I, some people do a whole, you know, Facebook thing and I get that. And that's cool. Yeah. Uh, we're just not those people. We're, you know, more we're more quiet. <laughs> yeah, I um... as I as I tell our whole life to, you know, an <laughs> audience that's fine. I'm I'm Facebook so we don't quiet. Know. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, me too. Me too. I mean, I'll put like life events, but yeah, I'm pretty quiet. I yeah, I just don't. I don't see the appeal. I I would feel better if I felt like my privacy wasn't being capitalized on to the extent that it is. I think that's just my problem now. So it's like I want to tell people things, but I just feel like I'll just text you. Yeah. <laughs> like I just can't. <laughs> You can call me now on my home phone on our landline. Well, there you go. Yes. Yeah, I will. (laughs) (laughs) What that number is. Yeah. Um, We'll use that for our listeners. Yes. Eventually we will give that out. That can be the listener line. It's way more reliable. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll always get the call. Oh. Anyway. All right. Well, let me go uh, feed these goats and chickens. Yeah. Enjoy. And the cats. Oh, the kitty cats. Yeah. The, I know. I can't wait to meet them. There's four of them. Very exciting. Four boys. So good. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'll have a good enjoy. week. Enjoy your, yeah. uh, you know, what's to come. Enjoy your last weeks where you are. And that's exciting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Um, cool. All right. All right. Until, Talk to you later. Until next week. Yep. Bye.